Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Unfortunately, we have fall baseball, but the Brewers are no longer a part of it. And take a look back at the season and some of the things that have been stated since then. Our good buddy Adam McCalvey of Brewers.com and MLB.com is here. Adam, how you been? Hey, good. Hibernating. Beginning my uh, winter hibernation. So, well, you know what? I, I understand that. Unfortunately, it's a little bit earlier, but or, you know, earlier than I guess we would like. But it's somewhat understandable. The Brewers obviously offensively never got out of their own way this year. The pitching was pretty good, which really probably was more the story, just by judging from the awards that uh, you baseball writers gave out. And in addition to that, uh, I, I find the off season going to be interesting because, as you heard from David Stearns, and I was listening to you earlier today, uh, the economic climate for the Milwaukee Brewers is is so uncertain. So when David Stern starts talking about the future and everybody wants him to spend money and go out and get guys, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen, does it? No, and I mean, if anyone's surprised by that, I, I would love to trade places with you because you've missed the carnage of the last six months. Um, I don't think, I mean, if anyone expected payroll to go up, with what's happened in the country and, and for a sport that had no fans in the stands, I, I'd love to have a conversation about that. Um, I would expect it was way more likely that it goes down and he's not going to commit to that now. Uh, but it's a really tough situation for me. What complicates this offseason is two things. One, you know, this is a team that operates under low flexibility, financial flexibility in a great year. Now you're in the midst of a pandemic where the industry has taken ruinous losses um, because they can't have fans in the seats. Two, how do you even analyze what the hell you have? Because my favorite stat, I keep saying this, and maybe people are tired of me saying it, the Brewers had their worst offensive year ever by a couple of different measures, batting average being the simplest, Um, contact, their worst year ever. They were mm-hmm. second best in the National League Central. Now, I have no idea, if, if I'm a GM, how to analyze what the hell you have in terms of this offense. I think it's bad. Um, but how bad relative to what happened in the rest of the sport? And how do you measure the numbers that you saw in this 60-game season when all across the game, uh, really good players like Christian Yelich just never could get going. 
that is a huge challenge for David Stearns when you take away the financial component of the thing to determine where he needs to solve problems. So, look, I mean, bottom line, he said it. The offense was not good, and they need to start working backwards from that premise. How do you fix it is going to be the real challenge, especially when you don't really have, you know, they're going to say they don't have the finances to go just like solve this via free agency. They're going to have to do it in other ways. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the average fan to understand and go, oh, okay, you don't have money. When we're talking about billions and the amount of money that was being argued about uh, in the uh, you know in, in the in the in the beginning, because we were talking about the ability of Major League Baseball to get games in, what they were going to lose, what they weren't going to lose, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's tough to talk about in, in that realm because people just look at the game as making billions of dollars and. Fans want to see your team at least go out and spend money in the right places to bring in the right people that you know you can fix, so to speak, fix particular holes. So yeah, and here's I'm, I'm with, with you. It. Go ahead. Here's here's two problems with that, Bill. One is, you know, the Brewers would say they've done that. David Stearns would argue they've done that. Um, even though payroll came down at the start of this year from the year before, they committed $215 million to Christian Yelich. They still had a payroll that in their accounting was over a hundred million dollars because they don't just count the salaries of the 20, what it was supposed to be 26 players on the opening day roster. There's more that goes into their payroll, a lot more that goes into their payroll accounting. So they would say they have spent. Now the fans would say they haven't because they see other teams spending more and they see an owner who's a billionaire. Um, and they, you know, the other, the, the second compl- really complicating thing to the argument for teams that are saying that they don't have the financial flexibility is that the New York Mets just sold for, you know, someone will have to look up the figure. I'll, I'll make up a figure and say $119 billion. It didn't appear that the Mets were impacted by the, the value of the franchise was impacted by the world around it. Um, and that is, that's the argument that I don't know that there's ever going to be a consensus about how to solve it, where fans see the owner's um, value in, in the value of their franchise and say, you should spend now. It, okay, you take year to your loss, fine. You're going to cash out eventually. And the owners just don't look at running a business that way. They look at running yeah. a business by the bottom line year to year. And that's an argument that we're going to have forever. Um, I, yeah, I just, two six, two point six billion. By the way, is what the yeah. Mets sold for. So yeah. look, I mean that's and that's in the midst of the greatest cri- financial crisis our country has seen since the depression. So, you know, there fans have an argument there that owners should like stop stop talking about year to year finances and losing money year to year because your value is in the value of your franchise. Here's another thing I would say: spending money is great. It does not put you over the top. It, it, it is not the thing that determines whether you're a good team or not. And there's examples all over the place. The Cincinnati Reds fared worse than the Brewers did in the postseason mm-hmm. after backing up a Brinks truck over the, the winter to some free agents. Um, and, you know, look, the, Ray, the, the Tampa Bay Rays are always the team that is raised as the example. They, they've done a great job of being really competitive. They look really good again this year. Um, and you know, they do it. So it, it's, you don't need, you know, the, the highest payroll doesn't win the world series. It, it helps you. So I, I I'm not, I, I understand why this is a, an area of focus and I expect that it will continue to be this winter, just like it was last winter.
It is um, – it's tough when you look, though, and you see that one of the best teams in all the sport is the L.A. Dodgers, who are spending an absolute butt-ton of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but look, again, the Dodgers are a really tricky example, too, because they're if they win the World Series finally – they're not going to have bought that World Series. They Of the playoff teams um, that made it to the Division Series round, they by far have the most homegrown players. So they've also done a great job of developing their own players, but then they've kept them. And that's been the thing I know that long has, you know, Brewers fans will say that's the story of their team is they've, they've not been totally bereft of good homegrown players, but how many of them have stayed? And that, right. that, is a, that, that has been a problem for this franchise since the early 90s when the economics all changed and, and started working against this team. Um, so, look, but, but I think, you know, the Dodgers are, you can, you can kind of argue that the Dodgers are an example of you can get there if you, you know, draft, develop really good players yourselves. And that's, that's a big part of what the Dodgers have done. Anyway, that's the one thing about the Dodgers. They hardly have anybody. That's really, I mean, they got four or five players coming up that are going to be free agents, but nobody of of epic proportion that is is going to make the that's going to diminish that club. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got a good core. I mean, they're a, they're a powerhouse team. Um, and look, the, nobody would argue that that the Brewers were the better team in that postseason matchup. The Dodgers were far and away, all around the diamond the better baseball team. I guess I just would say it, it was, you know, peak baseball that each of those games turned on, you know, kind of a little thing. And the margin mm-hmm. in those, the individual games showed you the peril of those best of three series. Um, the Brewers, if they could have got a hit, which was, you know, a, a, a big challenge for them all year. But one hit changes the course of either game. Um, you know, game one turns on Brent Suter not being able to find the strike zone, which is, I don't know if anyone could predict that. And then game two changes on that error. Uh, and the Dodgers being a really good baseball team, they, they you know, capitalized. And they took advantage mm-hmm. of that opportunity. But, I mean, those were not 10 to nothing games. They were right there for the Brewers. And, I you know, it showed sort of, you know, again, just baseball is – look, David Stern said this in his season-closing press conference. He, he kind of – articulated as cleanly as, po- as possible and as ever their philosophy of this thing. Put yourself in the postseason as many times as possible. Give yourself as many bites at the apple as possible. And one of those times, if you do it enough, is going to be that really special time where the pieces all fall into place. Now, I don't know if that's good enough for Brewers fans who just want a juggernaut that's going to steamroll to the World Series. That would be probably more fun. It'll definitely be less agonizing. But the way that the Brewers see that their challenge in the, the structure, the way the game is, that's how they view it, and that's what they're trying to do: is get to the postseason as many, get to the postseason more years than not, and one of those years could be that really special season where everything falls into place. And they almost did it a couple of seasons ago. Got to a game seven against a, another really, really good Dodgers team, and the Brewers were solid that year. And it, look, Jeremy Jeffress was awesome all year. It, you know, I'm not pinning it on one guy, but you know, you look for turning points in these things. A couple of turning points involving a really good reliever on the mound and the Dodgers getting a huge home run, big hit. Um, that's, that's where it turns. And if the Brewers reach the World Series, maybe it's a different conversation we're having right now. I don't know. But, but yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I think it was, it's been interesting to hear 
David Stearns articulate that a little bit. Um, like that's the way he thinks about building these teams. Get yourself to the postseason and give yourself a shot. So this team, and real quick, because I know we're running late, but this team, and I said it today, it's not in rebuild. They're not going to strip it down, but they're going to retool it in many different ways, yeah. and it may be small, short-term, catch lightning in a bottle contracts. And the other thing is, you know, because of the just constraints and what any team can do in a single offseason, you're going to have to rely on some players who were really bad this year. You're going to have to think, and I don't know if Omar Narvaez is that guy, but he jumps to my mind as like the prime candidate. You need to determine whether your analysis of what this guy was as an offensive player when you made that trade is right or whether what he was in the 60-game season is who he is. And mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to come down on that one, but there's going to be examples where they go into the next season with guys who are really disappointing this year. Adrian Hauser is another guy that comes to mind on the pitching side. Um, you're not going to be able to wipe the slate clean except for the players who did well in 2020 and then fill in you know, with, with better players at every other position. You're going to have to pick and choose your spots where you think you can make impact. And look, there's lots of possibilities. First base, again. Third base, again. Um, maybe catcher. We'll see. Um, you know, what are you going to do at shortstop? Is Orlando Arcia now the guy there? And, and does that make Urias a, a potential for third base? There's some moving pieces. Um, but I guess my point is that they're going to make some decisions that tick people off a little bit and make it look like they're just sticking with mediocrity. But what they're doing in, in those cases probably is sticking with the analysis that led them to acquire those players in the first place and not make snap decisions based on this 60-game sample in which we saw all across the sport weird things happen, and they were almost always bad for the hitters. Yep. Adam, great stuff. Uh, enjoy the off season, and uh, I'm sure we're going to talk again soon. Sounds good. Yep, this is all guarantees. They're going to go out and be the biggest spending team in the winter and bring in every free agent <laughs> possible. Find a gold pile of gold somewhere buried underneath Miller Park. Yeah, that ain't happening. I'll tell you that right now. But, uh, you know, we can keep dreaming, man. That's what it's all about. That's what sports fans do. We keep dreaming. Good stuff. At least the Packers are good. Right? Absolutely. 100% agree there. There you go. Adam McCalvey of Brewers.com and MLB.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's SchneiderJobs.com. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.